Wash me in the waters. Wash my sins away. Cleanse me with your spirit as I am raised with Christ today. Amen. Before I get started, I have problems with my mic. So if you can't hear me, raise your hand. I have a hand mic here that I can go to. Hope is saying that I've got to talk into my chest. Am I right, Hope? <laughs> this might not be easy, but I'm going to try. Please allow me one more week to bask in the glow of the Christmas story. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Father John and Father Will for making God's words come alive to me this year. I don't know what it is, as if they age the wisdom or whatever it was, but it had my attention this year. So with that in mind, let's keep this story going because today we talk about John. John. Now growing up, I had an idea about John that he was rather short and kind of stumpy, kind of dirty. I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, the vision of John stepping out of the wilderness. You know, he lived off bread. He hung out in the wilderness. He ate locusts and wild honey because he knew his body was a temple. He knew what he had to do. So he took care of himself. So I envision this tan body, dreadlocks flowing. Be careful, it's my story. All right? Dreadlocks flowing, knowing what his job was. See, he knew because we met him when he was still in his mother's womb. And he was so excited that we heard that he leaped in his mother's womb when Mary entered the room. He knew what his job was. He was the forebearer. Some of you remember when Elvis came to town. Before Elvis came to town, the front man came to town. He was here for about a week. He was on the radio. He was on TV. He was at the grocery store handing out tickets. He had you so excited, and you were hanging out with him and partying, and you were like, this is okay. This is kind of cool. I might just hang out with him. And he said, hold up. There's one coming that is greater than I. You have to be prepared for when Elvis gets here. John was that front man. He was that man that was out front and he was talking about water. He was talking about living water. Oh my goodness. And now here we are. We have the opportunity to continue to praise our Lord and Savior. Now I'm reminded that many of you are aware that I was a mediator in my other life. That means I worked with children a lot. I worked with Asheville City Schools. One day I had a sixth grader that was causing all sorts of havoc. So she had been with me for a while, not talking. I'm trying everything to get her to talk. What's up with you? Finally, I asked her, did she go to church? And she said, yes. And she went on to tell me about her minister, whom she didn't like at the time. 
we won't call his name. But she told me that she had been baptized seven times. Seven times, I said? She said, yes. Because every time I go into a dis different foster home, they take me to church. And they have me baptized because they think it will change me. Oh, but you're in my office today because of behavior. Uh-huh. So could you tell me the time when you were baptized and it meant something? She said, oh, yeah. When I was with my grandmother, my grandmother took me to church and had me baptized. And I had waited, she said. I had watched people being baptized and when they dunked them and they came up, they were singing and praising God. I couldn't wait for it to be my turn. But you've been baptized seven times. She said, yeah, I've been dunked, sprinkled, thrown on. But the one that meant something was when I was with my grandmother. The baptismal covenant, when we stand up and say, ah, has meaning. Now John, being the last prophet, you know, prophet of old in the Old Testament, foretelling the Messiah's coming. But now the Messiah is here. So John is part of the past and part of the now. And he has a job to do. So we find John in today's gospel, baptized. He's baptizing people at the Jordan. And people are hungry because he was said, it was said that he was a great preacher. You know that kind of preacher that you get invested in. Sometimes you get so invested in the preacher you forget the word of God because you sometimes see God in the preacher. We're just a connector. That's who we are. We are a connector that makes those stories, makes those words come around, that you rejoice. But it is on you because, you see, John, being in the Old Testament, was aware of the sacrifices, that you had to have a turtle dove, that you had to have a burnt offering. But now, in this new movement, with this new Jesus on the scene, we got to have some qualifications. How do you know you're with the Jesus movement? I know because I've been baptized. And I claim my faith. I speak for myself. It is no longer the turtle doves or the sacrifice that has been given in my honor. I give of myself. I stand before God. So today, we find that happening. And people were so excited about the word. They said, we will follow you. You seem to know what's up. We will follow you. And John had no ego because he knew what he was supposed to do. You've met those individuals in life, be it an artist or a musician. And you say, you sing so beautiful. And they said, my mother said I was singing coming out of the womb. I know my job. 
John knew he was to prepare the people for the coming. The coming was better than who he was. He said, I am not worthy. I am not worthy to untie his sandals, to wipe the dust off of his sandals. I am not worthy, but you get ready because he's coming. You be prepared. So John, how do I be prepared? Come down to the river. I remember for years hearing my aunt sing while she was doing dinner. And it was always about washing in the water. And the water would cleanse me. And I am repenting of my sin and now I am clean. And we hear in this gospel that when Jesus was submerged and came up, the Father looked down and was pleased with his son. I say this morning that the Holy Spirit is here, where we know where a few are gathered, the Holy Spirit is always present. And the Father looks down this morning, and I hope he is well pleased. Because here we are confessing in January, a couple of you had a few resolutions. And what is it, the ninth? So we're wondering how many have we kept? All right. A lot of my friends said to me over the holidays, I have a new resolution. Per se, what is that? I am going to do church more. Should I be excited or should you be excited? I'm going to do church more. So those that are not with us in the pews this morning, but watching on the airwaves, I'm proud of you. We have the ability to tune in, not necessarily sit in anymore, but tune in because those waters too are for you. I won't keep you too long, but I hope that you heard Father John. I hope that you heard Father Will when they made those stories come alive. That you just didn't sit in the pew one more year and be preached at. But you inhaled, you internalized that. And when we stand up to do the baptismal covenant, I want to hear I, not we, not they, not those, but I, for I am committed. And in leaving you this morning, I leave you with these words. For you see, I will never be the same. I've been made new with the waters of Jesus. Amen.